The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Mr. DeMille, do you mind if I say a few words? Thank you. I just want to tell you all how happy I am to be back in the studio making a picture again. You don't know how much I've missed all of you. And I promise you I'll never desert you again. Because after Salome, we'll make another picture and another picture. You see, this is my life. It always will be. There's nothing else. Just us. And the cameras. And those wonderful people out there in the dark. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. From the golden age of Hollywood, <laughs> a touch of film noir, and joining me now to talk about it and its creator, uh, TV host and executive producer of Spotlight, Lisa Cannon, fresh back from Croatia. You're positively glowing. Oh, thank you, Pat. I've missed you too. <laughs> thank you. No, it's lovely to be back. And of course, you know, obviously in every slot we try and talk about different directors and we've done some great directors of the big age era but let's go back to the golden age and of course people say and quote that line all the time from the 1950 movie and uh, Sunset Boulevard and they don't know why they're quoting it but that is what it's from the Billy Wilder movie. Now we're talking about Billy Wilder the director um, who uh, came from Europe uh, with virtually no English. His background he was Jewish and he uh, was a bit worried in Berlin about the rise of the Nazis. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're going right back to 1906 here. He was born on June 22nd in Austria, Hungary, now part of Poland, of course. And he later emigrated to the United States to, of course, escape all the anti-Semitism and the Nazi regime. But he had a journalism background, which is really fascinating. And I mean, if you really want to feel <laughs> underwhelmed with your own life, you really should you know, read up on Billy Wilder because not only did he not have English as his first language, but he really scraped and scratched his way up the greasy pole of film to get to where he is. And he's considered one of the best directors um, ever to have walked past. How did he get his start in the movies? I mean, he couldn't learn, he couldn't speak English, so he learned it looking at silent movies and the titles underneath. Yeah, and he carried a dictionary as well, Pat. Around with him, an English German dictionary around with him. And, you know, isn't it fascinating when you think against all odds, here he is making some of the best movies that have have been ever uh, played on the big silver screen from Some Like It Hot to the seven-year itch. Uh, we said there already Sunset Boulevard. Uh, incredible yeah. work. So how did he get his start? Well, he worked, um, you know, as a journalist and wrote for various newspapers and magazines. And of course, that experience really honed his sharp wit and comedy. But really, the language barrier was a key element. So he really started behind the scenes collaborating with um, people like Raymond Chandler, who was a renowned author. And he helped on the screenplay of Double Indemnity, which I was forced to watch many times <laughs> in film school. Uh, it is a wonderful film but it kind of had scarred me for life. But um, they, they kind of created um, a kind of a film love language with each other and that's how the noir classic was made. But he had many, many great stopping points along his career. I mean, Hitchcock gave him some great advice. You know, he, he worked, I think, you know, for free behind the scenes and Hitchcock pulled him aside one day and he said, listen, if you really want to make movies, let's go down the comedy route. Don't end movies on a bum note. Go for something successful. And then, of course, he took his advice and here we are with Some Like It Hot yeah. and The Apartment which he won many uh, Academy Awards for. Yeah, the apartment uh, which uh, won many awards, I think, the apartment. And that was with Jack Lemmon, who was the owner of the apartment. And the aforementioned Fred McMurray was his boss. That's right. And he was using the apartment as a 
Um, a gateway for yeah, it was a love nest it was for his boss, yeah. which was quite controversial back then when the yeah. movie was made. But um, yeah, Billy Watt is the only person to have won Academy Awards as a producer, a director, mm. and a writer for the same film. Now um, there there are a number of aspects to Billy Wilder's uh, iconography, I suppose, S- uh, the seven year itch and that famous dress. Yes, and I know we had spoken about Marla Monroe on the show before previously, but this is a lovely touch to add her in as well because everybody knows some like it hot is also on. Christmas as well but the seven year itch isn't as spoken about I think because people just associate that iconic scene with the dress it was um, filmed in Lexington Avenue New York and of course yeah this is where the the dress balloons from the uh, wind from the subway underneath from the subway and in 2011 her dress was sold for four million what a staggering amount but I mean if you love Marilyn Monroe that's what you're going to pay people often underestimate the talent of uh, Marilyn Monroe as an actress and then they watch some like it hot mm-hmm. and you cannot keep your eyes off her when yeah, she's on the screen. You can. She's mesmerising on screen and there's some great trivia around the movie where Billy Wilder, you know, was saying that, you know, she was difficult. She was always late and she was always making excuses and even if she only had to say one line, you know, I'm here, sir, she would get it wrong all the time. And there was one line because Billy Wilder is a very frugal uh, director. He hated doing retakes and Marilyn drove him crazy. So we have a clip, of course, from some like it Yeah, hot. now let's just set the scene. You've got two guys who are on the run from from the mob, yeah. um, they disguise themselves as women in in uh, a not very convincing drag. And this is <laughs> no. uh, um, Tony Curtis, who's um, I suppose what is he playing in the band? I've forgotten. Ooh. But she is the vocalist in this all female right. band. Sugar, 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 sugar right, she yeah. plays. And have a listen to this clip. I play the ukulele and I sing too. Sings too. <laughs> well, I don't have much of a voice, but then this isn't much of a band either. I'm only with them because I'm running away. Running away from what? Oh, don't get me started on that. Hey, you want some? It's bourbon. I'll take a rain check. <laughs> I want you to think I'm a drinker. I can stop any time I want to, only I don't want to, especially when I'm blue. We understand. All the girls drink. It's just that I'm the one that gets caught. Story of my life. I always get the fuzzy end of the lollipop. <laughs> I seem straight. I'll say. <laughs> well, see you around, girls. Bye, sugar. <laughs> we have been playing with the wrong band. Down, Daphne. How about the shape of that liquor cabinet? Huh? Forget it. One false move and they'll toss us off the train. Then there'll be the police, the papers, and the mob in Chicago. Boy, would I love to borrow a cup of that sugar. Fuck. <laughs> No pastry, no butter, and no sugar. <laughs> it's good, isn't it's it? great because there it's is a kind great. of a rivalry between these two men dressed up as women for the affections of sugar, as played by Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Now, uh, Tony Curtis, it's said that he said that kissing Marilyn Monroe is like kissing barbed wire. That was an awful thing he said. Yes, he did say that. Yeah, yeah. he did. I think, I think though, they'd done so many takes at that point, I think it was just so sterile. I, th- I don't think there was much affection, but he did. He said it was like kissing yeah. barbed wire, yeah. Now, the Jack Lemmon character, who's kind of fraught all the time, as yeah. he plays in many of his parts, like in the front page, uh, also in the apartment, he's that kind of antsy uh, character all the time. Um, Tony Curtis playing the two parts, himself yes. as as a woman, but also 
as a man courting yes, sugar. courting sugar. And there's some great little anecdotes, if you don't mind, I share really quickly with you because you've just listened to the clip there and I, I don't know if you noticed, but Jack Lemmon's voice, he was fully laughing and he had not, this is a little bit of trivia, that he had not seen Marilyn express that character before. So he was in fits of laughter and he thought, what is she doing here? But they kept the laughter in. So that take was actually the first take they ever took and then they did another few after that. But Marilyn couldn't get the line right about bourbon. She couldn't, she couldn't even say bourbon. So, of course, Billy Wilder had to keep going with several takes. But um, you might know that Tony Curtis actually was mimicking Cary Grant there um, in the movie. So Cary Grant yeah. took very affectionately to that. And he said, thank he, you very much. He um, disguises himself as this uh, rich kind of playboy figure on the beach in That's right. Florida, which I think was shot in New Jersey. But anyway, on the beach in Florida and he's wearing this captain's uh, jacket, a sea captain's jacket and a, a right. cap and all the rest. Well, well, Frank Sinatra was due to play that role and he turned it down and Bob Hope was kind of in the mix as well. But I mean, they were incredible, unforgettable performances. And if you've never seen someone like it hot, my goodness, please do watch it this Christmas. It's on. You won't regret it. It's a wonderful movie. Yeah. I know there is a whole generation of people who simply won't watch Black and White and they are missing a great movie. They if are. They and, and, this. and this is why I enjoy these, these slots so much with you, Pat, because I think a lot of people say to me sometimes, oh, I didn't know about Billy Wilder. I knew he directed two movies, but I wouldn't have known even that he did Sabrina for argument's sake. Now, a lot of people would know Sabrina as the newer version with Harrison Ford. But actually, in 1954, it was a beautiful romantic comedy with Audrey Hepburn as a chauffeur's daughter caught between two wealthy brothers. But, you know, if you're bringing it back to film noir, of course, we have Sunset Boulevard, which we mentioned earlier. It's wonderful. And Double Indemnity. So many great pieces that Billy has made over the years. Yeah. Well, he was a brilliant director and his legacy uh, lives on with us. Uh, Lisa Cannon, TV host, executive producer of Spotlight. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.